0: What is up my friends, you are very welcome along to Thursday night's late night agenda and rather than go through the newspaper headlines today and speak about transfer topics, I thought I'd get back to football and I want to spend a few minutes speaking about Trent Alexander-Arnold's new inverted role and why I think it is a stroke of genius from Jurgen Klopp. But before we get stuck into it, my friends, you know the drill by now. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section. Do please drop a like on the video. And as you can see in the top corner, very, very close to 170,000 subscribers. So if you have a second, please do hit that subscribe button. Right, look, I want to, I spent time thinking about this last night and... What I've noticed, and again, this is just one man's viewpoint. I'm not saying it's an absolute fact. It's just my thoughts on this new role that we've seen with Trent. I think it's a stroke of genius by Jurgen Klopp for two reasons. And what I've noticed in watching this new inverted role from Trent is that he almost plays in a 90-degree angle. So what we used to see from Trent Alexander-Arnold was him going up and down that right-hand side. And when he was in his more advanced position we tended to be caught out if we turned over possession. Uh, Trent would be too high up the pitch. And if we hadn't got somebody stepping back into cover and help out in the fullback position, teams were launching balls over the top and exposing us. And I was expecting a similar outcome from the new role that we'd seen from Trent. But for whatever reason, it hasn't really been the case. And I've thought about this. And the best that I can come up with is that we have Trent drifting infield, but... Henderson is now more advanced on the right-hand side. And you probably noticed this in last night's game. It was Jordan Henderson that was putting in a lot of the crosses from that right-hand side and was on the end of the one-twos between himself and Salah to get in behind. And that has given us the security at the back. Now, it's not perfect because we have still, in my in my memory, we've conceded in every game that Trent has been in this inverted role. But it has been, for me a way to show up at the back. I know we've conceded, but I don't think it's been from Trent abandoning the side or leaving space in behind like we've seen in previous games. So I want to just say that one, I often criticise our manager and, and as do many of us for his tactical tweaks or his lack of them. But this has been a masterstroke from Jurgen Klopp. Absolute genius. Now we get to see Trent defending, and he did many, many times last night in particular, come back and snuff out danger. Whether it be uh, the second man breaking up play after Fabinho or somebody puts a tackle in, Trent then comes in, wins the second ball and came away with it. But we've now seen him be more involved in the centre of the pitch in that kind of deeper-lying quarterback style role where he can use his full range of passing to really hurt the opposition. And, you know, I've seen people speak about how much it's improved Trent. And that's brilliant. And we should be big up Trent. But I just want to give a shout out to our manager as well in this regard. Because he's come under a lot of flack from myself, from many of you guys, from certainly opposition club fans, for his lack of awareness tactically, particularly in-game. And this, this is a masterstroke from Klopp. It's not perfect. There's still areas that we need to work on and we still need to make sure that we show sure up at the back because you know conceding goals too often for my liking but with regards to getting the best out of Trent and still keeping them defensively aware and defensively relevant I think this is a master stroke and I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes at the start of this video speaking about what I've noticed personally and maybe I've missed out on something here so I'm going to ask you guys to let me know What little tweaks that you guys have noticed with regards to this? I mean, I'm sure it hasn't escaped your attention that Hendo is certainly in a much more advanced position than we've seen previously when he was on that right side of midfield. Yes, he always provided an option on the right-hand side, but he also always had to tuck in and provide cover for Trent. Now Trent is almost tucking in to provide his own cover because he's going inverted in field rather than up along the sideline. So if you can kind of think about this like a 90-degree angle like that, Trent comes up and cuts in field, Whereas we used to have him in a wide position. And if he was furthest forward in that wide position and we turned over possession, then he had a lot of space to cover and get back. Whereas now, if we turn over possession, it's fairly straightforward for Trent to just slip back into that right-sided role. Um, And if you add to the counter press that, I think we'll all agree Curtis Jones has been a big, big part of. And I want to spend some time giving him props as well because... There's been a lot of questions asked from myself, you guys, and many other people about Curtis Jones' future at the club. Well, if he continues on the trajectory that he's shown over the past month, there's nothing to stop him. Because last night, he was sensational. Yes, Matip got player of the match, and that should be highlighted as well. Because not easy job for him to come in, having not played for a while, step in for Canada and perform as well as he did. But, I mean, we want players to step up. And they are. And I think it's time that we start giving these guys the credit as well. I sincerely hope Curtis Jones keeps this up. Because he was counter like a machine last night. Not so much in the Forest game. But the two before that. Um, Arsenal and the game against Leeds. Again he was a counter-pressing machine. And we see that when we get the press right. As Jurgen Klopp continues to speak about. We get victories. We turn over possession higher up the pitch. We have more impact in the final third. It isn't an accident. And it is why we're seeing Jurgen Klopp. Not really playing Darwin Nunez, and I know that that's annoyed a lot of us. Um, but I think the manager's right in his assessment. And if you add into that Cody Gakpo and how brilliantly he stepped into this this central role that Jurgen Klopp's asked him to play, you can see that the manager does have a plan. That the manager has thought this through, and it isn't just uh, It isn't just signing players for the sake of it. So I guess we need to we need to take this positivity and run with it because I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. And yeah, we might be a bit leaky at the back, but we're winning games, we're scoring goals and Cody Gakpo looks like a revelation. So yeah, I just want to spend a few minutes giving that bit of credit to Jurgen Klopp for, for the adjustments he's made and for how well we look to be finishing the season. But we do still need to work defensively because conceding goals from set pieces, long throw-ins and simple things we shouldn't be doing. But I want to move on for one little bit of a transfer talk before we finish up tonight. Uh, Sport Build have said that Liverpool have held talks with Ryan Gravenberch's representatives. Now it's really weird, right? Because he joined Bayern Munich just last year from Ajax for about sixteen million pound, about twenty million euro, and it hasn't worked for whatever reason this season, whether it be. The coach didn't fancy him, uh, the setup of Bayern's midfield wasn't getting the best attributes out of him. But what I'm struggling with here is to actually understand if Bayern are willing to sell him. I've got no doubts about us being linked to him, I've got no doubts about the player maybe fancying a move away or you know a fresh start again. But unless Bayern Munich are willing to come to the table and negotiate over the guy this could be just wasted time again. And, you know, if we've moved away from you-know-who, which I don't think we have moved away from, but if we publicly said we don't want to be caught up wasting time, missing out on other targets, I think we have to think similarly here. So if we get any indication that Bayern Munich are willing to sell, particularly around the €25 million mark we've seen mentioned, we should be all over that. Um, You know, it's a no-brainer for that fee. But again, we can't be wasting time or banging our heads against a brick wall if Bayern simply don't want to sell. But... Um, for me, Gravenberch would be okay, but the Barella one, is it excites me and petrifies me at the same time because I do believe it's sincere that Inter could look to move him on. I do believe that he would be a very good fit, but I'm always a little bit nervous about players coming from Serie A to the Premier League. So your thoughts on those and as well as maybe just let me know the three midfielders you'd like to see brought in. I'm kind of in the Barella, McAllister, Gravenberch kind of vibe right now obviously you know who i want and i hope that we can find a way to get you know who but so that is where we are at the moment and of course we are playing again on sunday so i'll be recording the Um, preview for the Spurs game tomorrow. I got my score prediction right, by the way. You may have noticed for the West Ham game, I even mentioned in the watch-along that I expected a Gakpo goal and we got that. So I'm feeling pretty good about the world right now. But my friend, it is over to you. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Do drop a like on the video. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Much love. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.